0: Hope is hard to find. A new collection of real life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at FoxNewsBooks.com. From the birthplace of radio's greatest era, now from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front-row seat for great information with today's leading experts. The millionaire maker, Hillary Kramer. Travel with a third-generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar, Imran Ansari, and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat, the news. New York Hospitality, all joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other, united to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough.
1: Well, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, Thank you, Lonnie Perkins. Thank you, uh, each and every one of you that choose to listen every single night. Uh, And thank you to all the kind people that were at the Nicholas and Lentz. 15th anniversary last night at the top of uh, the Versa restaurant uh, there on 37th, I'm sorry, 35th, and um, came up and said, uh, Kev, we never miss a show, and it's just incredible. What a wonderful, wonderful uh, appreciative reminder of how important what we're doing here is. Anyway, it's Thursday night. It's legal night. We've got a lot to get to. Imran Ansari is right there, and uh, between Skype calls and the courthouse, he uh, he is manning a very busy day today. And, Imran, I mean, seriously, if you could only find a client or two that had some sort of profile. You know, last week you're helping Professor Dershowitz, you know, 50-year uh, Harvard Law chair. Uh, this week you're back in court with 50 Cent. Uh, you know, who knows who you're going to have next week, but it's always it's always some big, flashy name. And I just wish you could have, you know, like higher profile uh, clients. It might help the law firm if you could get someone more famous from time to time.
2: Yeah, Kevin, first of all, it's great to be here. As always, look forward uh, to Thursday evenings each and every week uh, to talk uh, about all the law with you. And yeah, you know, I'm thinking I need to uh, maybe work on upgrading the client profile uh, that I'm handling here at the firm. Um, But, you know, it's always awesome to be representing those high-profile clients and cases. But I have a, a, a whole slew of just everyday New Yorkers uh in my you know file cabinet if you will and we work here at the firm myself and also I'll speak for all the others uh, at my firm we work just as hard no matter who you are if yep. you're our client so
1: that's the uh, and that's the truth friends i've gotten to know the abk law family just a little bit in the last uh, couple of years and every one of them to a t are wonderful people but they they work so hard and so diligently uh so thank you imran for that reminder uh listen we've got a lot to get to tonight and um if if we were going to start with kind of the biggest thing at least locally here uh letitia james the attorney general for the state of new york who <clears throat> conveniently uh well who 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 called out uh, andrew cuomo um, and uh, conveniently in, involved herself in <laughs> different little aspects of his departing the governor's office. Uh, has made an announcement that she has landed a 200, what a 200 million dollar lawsuit against uh, the Trump organization, the Trump kids, Donald Trump himself, uh, some of the, the uh, officers within the Trump organization. Uh, and, and this is, to be clear, this is a civil lawsuit. And the the remedies that she's seeking are all entirely civil, you know, combination of fines and preventing them from being able to do business, you know, within certain sectors of the business community for like up to five years. It, I'm sorry, Imran, when I see, you know, big splashy headlines, you know, AG gets Trump. I, I'm looking for like a smoking gun and a pile of bodies somewhere. I'm not I'm not looking for you know, uh, ham ham handed arguments over, you know, uh, well. Uh, his his real estate guy said the building was worth this this much money, and he said he represented that it was worth this much money when applying for a loan at this amount of time after the first guy had said it was worth this much. I mean, maybe maybe it is very careful violations of law, uh, or or what have you. But my goodness, the 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 kind of getting into the weeds on some of this stuff is really kind of you go blind reading some of it.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think these are, uh, it's the magic twos. You you mentioned the 200s here. So this lawsuit's about 200 pages. It alleges about 200 uh, instances of, quote, fraud. Uh, And she, meaning the AG, is seeking about $250 million in penalties from uh, the Trump organization, Trump and his uh, children, um, who are named in this lawsuit. But it is, uh, you know, it, it leads to the question you mentioned, Cuomo, right, and uh, people who have have looked critically at uh, Tish James and the AG's office um, in some of their dealings here have uh, criticized it uh, as being one that seems to be possibly uh, going for political hit jobs here, and it's not, you know, across party lines. You saw Cuomo uh, getting under the crosshairs of the AG's office. And now, uh, you know, there was a long run up to this. You know, we we talked about it on the show, Kevin, all those subpoenas that were sent out uh, for Trump, his kids, and uh, they were fighting back on those subpoenas. Ultimately, a New York state Supreme Court judge uh, said that they had to sit for those depositions and those depositions happened. And here you have this lawsuit now pursuant to that investigation uh, coming on the heels of, you know, some other things obviously going on. Uh, with the uh, with, with Donald Trump and you, you get this sense that uh, a lot of these political uh, office or I should say prosecutor's office uh, may have a political agenda here and you know that's something I, I always say that you don't want that to be happening. Of course, there, if there is any real uh, violation of the law uh, no matter who you are you got to be held accountable but there is that sort of feeling here that you have the wagon circling um, uh, or, or the shark circling, I should say, and maybe the wagon circling now on the Trump side in defense. Uh, but this is a pretty lengthy, bombastic lawsuit that uh, we're going to see play out in court. A lot of things in there, and it's going to be a uh, something that the Trump organization is going to have to defend against, and we'll see how they do that.
1: Well, and let me, let me just pick up on a couple of your words that you used because I found them to be Uh, rather insightful, uh, uh, S-I-G-H-T, not C-I-T-E. But the the idea that you called it a bombastic suit, and this is a civil lawsuit, so she's not alleging criminal behavior, though she's made a referral to the feds to say, hey, we think we found something, you should look into it. And I think it's interesting in the timing, it comes 50 days before the next election, and uh, it is on the heels of uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid in which the feds are still trying to uh, justify some sort of uh, criminal act uh, in the case that they're trying to take forward. And you do kind of wonder, Imran, if someone at, the, at DOJ called Letitia James or maybe Letitia James called DOJ and said, hey, you know what, I can, I can drop this bomb whenever I want to. Uh, when would be most advantageous for you guys? And then they share these headlines for several days, at, you know, with uh, what, four or five weeks to go in the cycle before the election and try to because tr- uh, none of these cases will be even close to solved by the time November 8th rolls around. Uh, and yet there there will be all of this media speculation and all of this stuff trying to drag Trump back into the in the, the mainstream, the, the front page, the you know, top story of the news. When in reality, you've got a lot of, uh, you know, political races that are far tighter than what the Democrats would like them to be. And they're actually having to fight for air in some some of these places. I, I, I'm count me among the cynical when I see this and say, I don't wonder if there's some political agenda going on here.
2: You know, Kevin, I mean, there's you, you are counted among many cynical people out there who are looking at these the actions by uh, certain prosecutors. And with a big question, Mark, you, you point out. The timing of things uh, are not necessarily uh, perhaps coincidental. It could be a, a concerted effort to really attack uh, Trump, the Trump organization, and also all those uh, people, including his family and also supporters, um, by using these methods. And, you know, these won't be adjudicated for a long time. You have now a the appellate court really looking at, and I'm going to shift and perhaps we'll, we'll talk about this later in the show, about what's going on with the a review of the documents seized um, at Mar-a-Lago, but you have yeah, uh, yep. a lot of crossover here. I think people would be talking to one another on both sides. You, I'm sure Trump's attorneys are talking about how they have a united defense against all these war fronts, if you will, uh, and the same thing with these prosecutorial bodies. To a certain extent, they can't exchange information. But, uh, but that doesn't mean they, they won't can. talk to
1: each other. Yeah, you right. got it. All right, coming right back. we got a lot to unpack. Stay here. It's legal night. Listen to AM970,
0: The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, Dr.
3: Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Actor. I've been taking Relief Actor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage of over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief Feel the difference.
4: You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with healthcare costs and out of pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE, 844 57 my Pillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale
5: ever. The MyPillow per kale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale for example, the queen size regular price $89.98 now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow per kale sheets are breathable and have a cool crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The MyPillow per kale sheets come with a 10 year warranty and and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow per Sheets sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. Indeed
0: listen to us online at am970 theanswer.com tune in Iheart alexa or odyssey.com with America in crisis and lies abounding everywhere we thought it was a good time to provide the antidote that's why this radio station partnered with the all-new Salem news channel all the hosts you've come to know and trust on this station are right there on TV same great lineup only now you get to watch as well as listen download the app on your Apple or Android device watch us on Roku or on Salem news channel On the radio, we're right here. On TV, we're right there. SNC is the antidote to the mainstream media. Our hosts, tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. And now, back to Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough.
1: Well, Lonnie Perkins, thank you. It is so good to be with you on Legal Night, and there there is a lot of legal news to get into, so we're thankful that we've got our court journalism superstar, Mr. Imran Ansari, uh, playing his normal role as the smart guy in the room. Uh, and I'm just the uh, everyday, you know, uh, American, just trying to figure out, just trying to ask a few questions, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, and we were talking about the former president in the first segment there, Imran, and uh, l- let me just ask a couple of things, because as I've read some of the stories about the Letitia James lawsuit, I think it's interesting to make note of some of these things. First of all, the, the, the example that they use, at least in the TV interviews that they've done so far, uh, is to try to say that the company overstated the value of their property – uh, in order to apply for and to obtain a larger loan or series of loans or mortgages or whatever you want to call them uh, in in real estate. Now, I know on some level that that happens with every real estate transaction that goes down in the entirety of the United States. So how is how is she claiming that what he did to say, you know, this building is worth X amount of dollars... Uh, for the purposes of applying for this loan, how is she saying that damaged the state of New York in some way civilly that he needs to be held accountable for? Help me understand it because i'm not I'm not very clear on it.
2: Right. So Kevin, I mean, by virtue of this business being conducted um, in the state of New York, um, and these companies being new york based companies, it, it allows jurisdiction, even in the civil sense, for the state uh, to bring a civil lawsuit of fraud. Uh, because it entwines certain filings with the state. Uh, and I had a case uh, and have a case, so I can't really go too uh, in-depth in it, but which is very similar. Now, now you know, we I represent a client um, who is suing another uh, company and individuals for fraud. But uh, there was an aspect which involved the AG in that case because it was filings and representations made on by this corporation as to, uh, very similar here, as to their, and of course it's allegations here, but, um, you know, as to the worth of the company and then the filings and corporate, certain corporate disclosures uh, with the state, which were required when some of these uh, deals and real estate deals were being conducted in the state of New York. Uh, so the AG's office does have um, a jurisdiction and the ability to file lawsuits based on fraud When it entails uh, New York companies and also transactions being conducted in the state of New York.
1: Okay, but what is the fraud that they are accusing Trump of having performed or his organization?
2: It would be fraud in the inducement in terms of uh, if these allegations or the way the allegations are set forth is that the Trump organization uh, was uh, engaging in conduct where they would uh, inflate the net worth uh, of Trump uh, inflate certain uh, aspects and value of the real estate holdings and the company's um, financial uh, uh, health, if you will. Uh, And that was being done in order to get loans and uh, transactions and loan agreements in place uh, based on the representation of that financial health, if you know what I mean. And therefore, yeah, yep. The companies so giving the loans were defrauded, if you will, uh, because they were giving those loans based on a misrepresentation of wealth.
1: So, to do we in, know? Do we know when he got those loans? Was there? Uh, d- did he? Did he go defunct on those loans? Did those loans go into some sort of peril? Was he able to not pay those loans back?
2: Well, it's not necessarily whether he could have done that uh, or not. Whether I don't think he defaulted. Uh, Kevin, so you make a, a good point there, you know. But it is what the AG is saying, and I, I'm just uh, speaking for them based on the allegations, right? What well, we know
1: publicly, suit.
2: right, right. Uh, is that you know, is they're basically saying that you know, from the get-go, those loans were procured in a fraudulent manner, uh, based on the the uh, inflated net worth by you know millions of dollars, if you will.
1: Even even if. Um they paid the loan back and everybody was made whole uh the ag wants to use time to say that he did something wrong in the procurement of it i'm just i'm just making it clear and so this is this is a this is a really big deal right i mean it's it's uh it's front page news it's it's never happened you know (laughs) to anybody else I, i don't know any billionaires that you know Uh, Never, 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 ever uh, overstated the value of, you know, maybe a a building here or a business there or that sort of thing. But this is it seems to me that even just everyday people that file for mortgages have uh, from time to time probably been guilty of this type of uh, uh, mistake or, uh, you know, wrongdoing as well. I I don't know that uh, Letitia James has, you know, gone after all of those people.
2: Yeah, no, Kevin, I, I mean, you, you can say, listen, breaking the law is breaking the law, whether, you know, and, yep. and I'm saying this as a former prosecutor, as an attorney, as an officer of the court. But if he broke it uh, as a no, law, no then it would, be, then be,
1: it would but, be a criminal problem then, right? If, if she could show malice towards the actual law, then that's a criminal act. You can actually get criminal relief for that.
2: Correct. And, and you know, but there's also civil remedies here for, for similar fraud could be sim- civil or criminal. But I will say this, Kevin. You know, I there's no doubt that the microscope went on Donald Trump and his organization based on 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 politics here, right? Because listen, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here on Fifth Avenue, uh, you know, uh, in my office when I'm in my office, right? And around me, you know, that you got corporations, you got a lot of money flowing here, and under the radar, many of these many deals, right? And I'm I'm saying it's not. Right, or I mean, it's not right, but I'm sure there's a lot of times when certain numbers are sort of fudged in order uh, for some of these multi million dollar corporations to do business. I'm not condoning it, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying it's likely reality, right? It'd be naive to think no, but are they under the microscope of the AG? Um, Probably not, likely not, and they may get away with it. And I'm not uh, saying that's right, but the fact of the matter here is that Trump. His organization, uh, his family—they were under, I would say, heightened scrutiny um, based on the politics here and the political right.
1: agenda. You know, so if you I, were I working mean, the case for the Trump that. family, so if you were if you were on Trump's defense team, and since you had the civil litigation for ABK, what would your strategy be? You know, she's gone very public with this. She's put a lot of details out there about what she's going after him for. What would be your strategy and response what's your next move in the chess match
2: well it's really picking apart the case right so they got that 200 page uh approximate you know uh, complaint they should be pouring over that and they should be picking it apart uh paragraph by paragraph allegation by allegation and they're looking at that and they're also thinking about affirmative defenses right so they're on the defense but you have to also come to some certain degree when you're a defendant on the offense um, and you're thinking about how you're picking apart all those allegations. Of course, the burden, it's a civil case. It's not uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. It's a lesser burden. It's a preponderance of the evidence, by the evidence, but the, um, of the evidence, but the, the, the point is is the burden is on the AG. They have to prove their case. You're going to put them to their burden, make sure they meet that burden. Uh, And you're also going to be putting on a vigorous defense and picking apart each one of those allegations one by one uh, and corroborating your defense for your client uh, while you do that.
1: All right. Well, that's the civil side. Let's go to the criminal uh, challenge that Trump faces next. Hey, I just spoke to my buddy Alex Cancella at Route 22 Toyota, and he told me that
5: anyone looking to beat these ridiculous gas prices should get over to see them at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey. That's because they've got one of the area's largest inventories of new Toyota vehicles, including the most fuel-efficient vehicles, like the 39-mile-per-gallon Toyota Camry, the 41-mile-per-gallon RAV4 Hybrid, or the one that started it all, Toyota Prius, which gets a combined 56 miles per gallon. No need to read mortgage your house just to fill up the tank. Call Route 22 Toyota at 973-705-8905. Let them show you which fuel-efficient Toyota is right for you. Plus, they're making it easier than ever to get out of your gas guzzler by offering 125% of book value on your trade. That's right, any make, any model. 973-705-8905. Schedule an appointment at Route 22 Toyota. They'll give you 125% book value towards a fuel-efficient Toyota. And remember, tell them Joe
0: Piscopo sent you. Attention, New Jersey small business owners. Get answers about government resources to grow and thrive. We are the New Jersey Business Action Center, NJBAC. We are the only state government agency with business specialists at your service. If you own a company in New Jersey, we can help you register your business, build your business plan, resolve permitting issues, understand state rules and regulations. Get your products to market, find new office space, and assist with finding capital. We provide you with the information you need to save you time and money so you can focus on what matters most. We've got your back at the back. Call us at 1-800-JERSEY-7. That's 1-800-JERSEY-7. This message sponsored by the New Jersey Business Action Center, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Eric Metaxas Show, tonight at 11 on AM 970, The Answer.
6: You can't sleep, you can't eat,
0: there's
6: no doubt you're in deep.
1: Radio Night Live from New York, here's Kevin McCullough.
7: All right, friends, tonight nice you're
1: all all with us, it's Legal Night, and if you're following the... Um, the ever uh, rolling Trump show, and and by the way, I keep saying on all of my broadcasts uh, for the candidates that are running for office in uh, November, I don't I don't want particularly for people that are uh, challenging Democrats in in uh, tight races. I don't I don't want them involved in January sixth or Mar-a-Lago or Letitia James or any of that stuff. You guys go talk about the issues and make the case for. Uh, why we we need to get rid of Kathy Hochul because crime's exploding, not because, you know, uh, Trump said this or that. So that's – that, and I I think for what it's worth, I think Lee Zeldin is running that kind of campaign. But if I was advising the campaign, because I'm not a lawyer, but I've got incredible political instincts, that's what I would be uh, pointing them towards. Don't look back, look forward, and stay forward-focused on the issues. But Imran Ansari, you are the legal mind. We talked about the civil case this week. In fact, today, uh, the report came out that the uh, that the uh, feds in the criminal uh, potential criminal case that they're trying to bring against uh, Donald Trump uh, won a, a at least a, considered a small term victory. Uh, it's not likely that it will stay at this level. But what has happened in the Mar-a-Lago case?
2: Sure. And, and Kevin, I I just got a comment on what you just said, because I, I found it very poignant. Uh, And I loved it. You know, I think, you know, we're getting very saddled with the past. And, you know, I may uh, upset some of our listeners here, but who I know many of which are are very supportive of the former president. But it's getting a little tired. And I think that uh, the country in many ways would benefit if everyone uh, looks forward and and gets down to to solving some of the big problems that we have uh, here uh, on the state side, the city side and also the national side. Um, And I think that we do a lot of uh, everyone does each other a disservice as Americans when we start fighting a little too much against each other and we start forgetting um, our, uh, you know, really the unity we should have. So we are working to a common good uh, as Americans. So that's my Uh, little piece. And uh, I'm saying that based on what you just uh, said, which I found very poignant um, and very uh, refreshing.
1: Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, now, let's get to the, uh, the Mar-a-Lago case. The the last that we saw, a, a judge had weighed in on the Trump team's uh, request for a special master. She had found that that was reasonable. She had ordered the investigation using the mar lago documents, of which I'm reading the stories today, Imran. They took 11,000, but it looks like they want to prosecute or they want to study uh, 100 of them very carefully. So I don't. I don't quite understand that disparity. If they're, you know, worried about a hundred, why didn't you take the hundred that you were worried about instead of eleven thousand? That kind of bolsters, I think, Trump's side where they're saying, "Hey, look, you're taking a bunch of stuff you don't even need or should rightfully have access to." But there's been a k. There's been a development because the feds appealed to the Eleventh Circuit. What's happened?
2: Yeah. So um, a federal appeals court is now allowing the DOJ to get back to resuming. Uh, to resume their investigation and their uh, analysis of the documents that were marked as classified and seized from uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago uh, estate, so they're going to get back to work in terms of uh, looking into uh, those materials. There was a, you know, Judge Cannon had originally put the like the brakes on that and paused that, but now three-judge panel in the Eleventh Circuit Court of Appeals. Two of them who were actually nominated by Donald Trump uh, have now said that they could go back, prosecutors could go back and start reviewing those documents, uh, which originally uh, were, were, there was a pause button placed there. Um, the special master, Judge Raymond Deary, uh, here in Brooklyn in the Eastern District, a uh, Reagan appointee, uh, he's going to continue his work though, you know, there's that special master that was appointed. He, he's going to keep working. He's going to be reviewing uh, the, some of the materials uh, that were seized uh, and make sure that they uh, there's no privilege issues there. But ultimately now uh, the DOJ has a win here um, and they could get back to reviewing at least some of those documents that were really set aside uh, and Judge Cannon had put the, the brakes on.
1: So, and but let me ask, did the three-judge panel that ruled on this, did they also stay their own decision to allow both sides to decide if they wanted to appeal or not?
2: No, I think there's going to be still an appellate process here. Um, You know, if there's an appeal that needs to be taken and the party wants to appeal that decision, I don't believe that there's any restriction against that. Um, So there may be another step by the Trump team after this ruling.
1: Okay, so it's possible that that the Trump team will um, appeal this and it could be that the feds have to put the pause back on. Um, But here's here's the interesting thing, friends. Uh, The three judge panel that just ruled in this uh, in this uh, way, uh, two of the three judges were appointed by Trump. So he, de- he can't say that uh, he got the raw end of the stick on a three-judge three, three judge panel. He certainly uh, had had the numbers he was hoping for. Anyway, we'll, we'll get a little more into what this means when we continue. Lots more straight ahead, including Esquire Etiquette. Stay here. Listen to Tim
6: Kennedy and It's Just a Mortgage, Saturday afternoons at 5. Learn about reverse mortgages. Tim is a certified reverse mortgage professional with U.S. Mortgage Corporation. Have equity in your home? Will a reverse mortgage line of credit benefit you and your family? Visit Tim Talks Reverse. .com or call 631-750-0520. There are misconceptions about reverse mortgages. Will I lose my home? Do I give up home ownership? Will my children be burdened with debt? None of these are true. A reverse mortgage line of credit may help you achieve specific goals: the ability to age in place, maintain financial independence, or plan for a more safe and secure retirement. Timtalksreverse.com or 631-750-0520. Listen to it's just a mortgage every saturday afternoon at five on am 970 the answer and am 570 and 102.3 fm the mission wmca it's just a mortgage with tim kennedy
7: We all know summer is coming to an end, which means Invite Health is having our annual Labor Day buy one, get one free sale. The sale is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Say hello to the change of seasons the right way by learning more about how to stay healthy from me, Dr. Amanda Williams, right here on AM 970, The Answer, Monday through Friday at noon. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Give us a call to order by phone or to speak with a degreed healthcare professional seven days a week at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person, by phone, or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited-time, buy-one-get-one-free Labor Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Invite Health, get healthy, stay healthy.
0: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher wants us to
3: prepare. We have a battle ahead of us. We have turmoil in America. We've got to be ready to fight. Not physically, but at the ballot box with ideas, with
0: logic. With wisdom, with clarity. I know this. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The
3: answer. It's Dr. Lederman talking about prostate cancer. Your PSA went from 3 to 4 to 6. Correct. And then all of a sudden it jumped to 60. It was a shock to me. That's when I called Radio Surgery New
6: York. Your office is a whole nother world. You immediately took this whole thing into your own
3: hands, beyond efficient. Did you ever have a doubt that we weren't working for your benefit? Not for one second. You knew that you had a cancer of the prostate that was aggressive and went to lymph nodes, and we put together a plan to try to get this terrible cancer under control, right? It was just like you say, no pain, no cutting,
6: no bleeding, It was so easy. No side effects, no nothing. Just perfect.
3: What was your PSA this week?
6: 0.02.
3: Wow. For more prostate cancer information, call Dr. Lederman. Two and two choices. Two and two choices. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. 1384 Broadway.
0: Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Tonight at 7. And now, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough.
1: So glad to have you with us, friends. And, uh, boy, what, a, what an interesting uh, time we are in right now. We are, we are headed down the stretch, and you've got um, Ron DeSantis calling out the White House on, um, on you know, migrants and the, the burden it's causing on states. You've got Lee Zeldin running uh, an in-your-face crime ad. Calling uh, the the criminal uh, ma- masterminds uh, in New York and all the all the activity that's going on here. Kathy Hochul's New York. You've got uh, you've got Senate races and governor races across the the uh, country that are trying to do, um, um you know, uh, what they can to get their message out. And we're less than fifty days away now from the uh, from the election. So we've got to we've got to get uh, we've got to stay busy. We got to uh, be ready to go vote on election day. Because uh, it all—that's what it all boils down to. You have an opportunity to impact the way your government operates, and in uh, on November eighth, if you do not take the opportunity to do what you have a privilege to do, and many other uh, countries do not offer that privilege, uh, then you have no room to complain. Uh, that's just my simple uh, thoughts on that. As we as we uh, turn this this day now, uh, Imran Ansari is with us at Legal Night. We're talking about the. Uh, Mar-a-Lago case, and if the if the three judge panel, which they did, came back and said um, the the judge didn't have the the right to really uh, say that the feds had to stop investigating, the the ju- the three judge panel did not take away Trump's. Original request to have the special master. Am I understanding that correctly? That part of, of Judge Cannon's ruling stands because the special master is going through looking at, at privileged versus unprivileged uh, communications. She they just voided the part where she had said the feds could could not further their investigations.
2: That's that's correct. Uh, you know, it, it, essentially the special well, the special master is still going to be uh, conducting the review in terms of privileged material. 11th Circuit essentially rejected the Trump argument that he had an interest in classified records uh, that, you know, would prevent federal criminal investigators from reviewing that. Um, You know, the the circuit, the appellate court found that he had no possessory interest in the documents uh, and therefore the criminal investigation should not be paused. There should be no, uh, you know, hindrance of that. Um, Although the special master, um, at least my reading of it at this point, and this is all this this is coming as we speak, you know, um, today in terms of the ruling. Uh, they, he will continue to review uh, documents for privileged materials. But the argument, which Judge Cannon somewhat accepted, was the possessory interest that Donald Trump had uh, claimed against those, those government documents that were deemed classified uh, and therefore should not be reviewed in this investigation The panel in the appellate court has now determined that that can go forward.
1: Okay. And explain to me, so I think this is a genuine moment of confusion for a lot of people. Uh, How does, in terms of the law, how does the president's ability to declassify documents come about? Uh, Does the law define, for example, that he must say thus and so and print it on a piece of paper and sign his name to it? Does it say he must say into a microphone, I, Donald J. Trump, declassify and be specific about the documents? Because I'm getting, I've heard kind of all kinds of theories in the press, but then usually when I have the lawyers on the show, they seem to say it's pretty cut and dry. The president has the exclusive right to declassify, and basically it's how he defines what declassification is. Which is it, Imran? Right, so
2: Kevin, there is a process, uh, I believe, for... Uh, declassification to occur. So the, I think what the confusion here is, is that there's no cut and dry, um, uh, you know, designation on some of these documents of a- actually whether they were declassified or not. This notion that, you know, someone could think about declassifying a document or a president could intend to declassify a document, uh I, I think that's being rejected right now. Uh, I think there needs to be a formal declassification process uh, by the president um, and intending to declassify something or thinking um, in you know, one's mind as president that I have declassified this is not necessarily gonna cut it. And I think that's sort of the vague uh, you know, information that we have coming from the defense team uh, as to what was declassified or not by the president, um, you know, without getting, and I know they're trying to uh, not necessarily get into that saying it's a defense strategy, and they don't want to disclose that, uh, but, you know, the special master, Judge Deary, said you can't have your cake and eat it. Um, so this this aspect of declassification is something that we're looking into now. I think this is now going to be If there is any ambiguity of how uh, a document is declassified by a president, I think that's going to be sorted out through this process. But what we're seeing here, I believe, as we speak, is that um, there is a rejection as to, uh, let's say, a less formal declassification process and a vague declassification process by, say, the president thinking, I intended to just declassify this or I, I. deem it declassified
1: in my mind well it's really funny because on the front page of the uh, New York Times today there's an article that, that all but comes out and says look it doesn't matter how much we come at him with how, however much legal stuff we can't get Trump's base to to get away from his policies and, and what they like and um, th- on, on a certain level I think the fact that this is all f- very vague and kind of you know, mysteriously clouded to begin with, and the fact that the, you know, the uh, the AG has filed what she's filed, and it, I think a lot of the the average voters go, I don't I don't really get most of what that is. Classified, declassified, how does that work? I don't know. I'm not an expert on it. Aren't there smart people that figure that out and deal with it? I this is why I think that Trump's not really on the ballot one way or the other come November, because. Especially as these candidates continue to push on the issues that are in front of them, the crime issue, inflation, gas prices, uh, school indoctrination, the things that that, you know, the kitchen table types of issues, supply chain, all that kind of stuff. I don't think that that Trump plays a role in any of that. And I think that as we saw with Biden's seventh realm of hell, Benito Mussolini speech in front of Independence Hall, where they painted the whole thing like Satan red and, and he pounded the podium. Uh, I think that that just kind of turns people off. And they, they have not figured a way to go back to that big swath of independence in the middle and say, no, you really should be with us because Donald Trump really is Satan and we hate him this much and you should hate him too. They haven't, they haven't convinced people of that yet. And I think that is to people like Lee Zeldin and Ron DeSantis and Carrie Lake's advantage. I think, I think they're going to do well uh, because none of this stuff is really going to stick to them. But I could be wrong. Coming up next, someone who's never wrong. Esquire etiquette with Imran Ansari. Hey, we
6: all know the trials and tribulations of flying today, and that awful feeling that no one is listening. Well, give a listen to Joe Piscopo and what he recently went through at JFK Airport with the TSA. I gotta tell you, JFK is not like an airport, it's like an alien planet. <laughs> if you wanted to get a model
5: for how not to run an airport, it's John F. Kennedy Airport. I go in, I'm in the clear thing, you know, and you go, oh, do I have to wait in line? Well, if you just go there and get one of the clear people, and then they'll get you through. That's what you're supposed to do. So I wait in line, I got the clear pass in my hand, and then he girl that was in the TSA, she had the same characteristics as, oh, Goebbels or Himmler. It was as rude, as nasty, unprofessional with this Napoleonic complex. It was terrible, as inexcusable and rude as anything I've ever seen at JFK. Uh, Very interesting. We have a phone call, and it looks legitimate, from the general manager of JFK Airport. You're the real deal. You're the GM of all of JFK, ma'am.
7: Yes, I am. (laughs) I want to say that the executive director of the Port Authority has zero tolerance for this behavior, and we work very closely with all our partners at JFK to ensure that we provide our customers with a wonderful customer experience. So I apologize. I want to try and uh, make this better for all the other customers that have the fly through JFK.
6: Joe Piscopo and AM 970, two huge voices to be reckoned with, fighting for all of us every day.
5: Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. You know I love performing at the Saccone Theater at Bergen Community College in Paramus. So I'm bringing my band and heading back there on Friday, October 21st, for an unbelievable show. A lot of comedy, some stories, a great tribute to Mr. Sinatra. This is a night you can't miss. It begins at 6 p.m. in a luxury tent right in front of the theater with a full dinner complete with signature dishes from Frank Sinatra's favorite restaurant, Patsy's, and owner and chef Sal Scagnamillo. You know what's really great? We'll be raising money for scholarships at Bergen Community College, a great school. You get valet parking, dinner, wine, the show, everything for one unbelievable price, 125 bucks. The Theater Theaters an intimate venue that will sell out fast, so get your tickets now at tickets.bergen.edu. That's tickets.bergen.edu. tickets.bergen.edu or call 201-447-7428. I'll see you there.
0: Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone?
7: Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world?
0: It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard.
7: Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround.
6: For more information, go to surroundnewyork.com.
0: That's surroundnewyork.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970 The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, sharpen your number two pencil. Class is back in session. The uh, Honorable Imran Ansari, professor of all things Esquire, is now uh, uh, approaching the podium and taking his place in the classroom. Uh, Professor Ansari, the floor is yours, sir.
2: Thank you, Kevin. And usually I like to tie the Esquire etiquette into a topic that we've just discussed Uh, During the program, but I would imagine not many of our viewers are being uh, (laughs) sued by the AG national secrets, (laughs) exactly, (laughs) or having a special master reviewing, uh, you know, their uh, their their their, the coupons they received in the mail. Not
1: just the coupons; there was some of Melania's underwear in that batch too. I mean, oh boy, oh boy, they were going through (laughs) a bunch of stuff there.
2: Um. Yeah. So, you know, the Esquire etiquette of this week. Uh, really deals with something that many uh, people out there listening tonight may deal with, and that's receiving, say, a parking ticket or a speeding ticket. And, you know, something as simple as that, you look at them, but they are legal documents. They are, in essence, uh, the government, uh, you know, levying a charge against you. It may not be a quote-unquote criminal charge, but it is uh, something akin to that. Um, And therefore, the government has certain responsibilities uh, and obligations in that quote-unquote accusatory instrument. And it may not be an indictment, but a traffic ticket still needs to comport with uh, certain things. And that's facial sufficiency. And what's that mean? Well, you have to make sure, and you should inspect a traffic ticket or a parking ticket to make sure that it's accurate. So let's say that the person who has put a parking ticket or a traffic ticket... Uh, you know that you've received, gets your license plate wrong, gets the your registration or something you know wrong or even has a slip up on the statute or charge that they're they're charging you with. you know they maybe they're putting a hydrant uh violation on you parking a hydrant, uh, hydrant violation, but they inadvertently uh, put the violation for not uh paying the meter. Well, guess what you could get that ticket dismissed based on facial insufficiency. So you should make sure that all the information in a parking or a traffic ticket is accurate because it's not. Don't pay that thing. Challenge it and you can get it dismissed.
1: Well, you know, that is that is a little bit of uh, refreshing news to my ears because I've basically been told that uh, <clears throat> NYPD traffic court, they, they, it's like, uh, I don't know, they... they, they they take it very personally when they don't win. Uh, and so that is uh, this is some good, good information that Imran's given us tonight. But um, thank you, Imran, as always. It's been very helpful for me to learn all about the difference in the civil and the criminal tonight and some of the stuff that the former president's facing.
2: Yeah, no, thank you. And, you know, uh, before we close, i got to say I was just earlier this week trying a case in New Haven for Rapper 50 Cent, a civil case. But very interestingly enough, I had the opportunity to see what was apparently the first Or the oldest federal court uh, in the country, and that's the district court in New Haven, Connecticut, which is very interesting. I thought I'd add that blurb to the end of uh, this show because the history of our justice system is very sacred and uh, everyone should inform themselves because it's part of our country, part of our fabric, part of our constitution. God bless
1: America. I uh, think, uh, Amen to that. All right. On that note, we can't say any better. Have a great one. We're back. Uh, we're not back tomorrow. Is that right, Nick? We got uh, Syracuse basketball or some basket weaving or something. Something football. Yes. Underwater uh, basket weaving.